Welcome back to another episode of The Raving Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CN Life. I am one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. Hi, I'm Farhan Coleman. Hi, my name is Jeremy Augusta. And we are back for another week with some news and some discussion. So, Jeremy, you got some gaming news for us. Yeah, I'll start off as um, gaming because there's been some big news about um, Microsoft's next consoles. So right now there are two that are rumored to be announced at E3, which I think is in March or, some, March or something like that, sometime this spring or summer. Um, and their code names are Anaconda and Lockhart. Supposedly these are two consoles coming out at the same time, like two variants of the same console. Okay. Um, one... Uh, I believe the uh, the Anaconda um, is like a normal Xbox. Like it has a disc tray and then it has a solid state drive. And then the other one does not have a disc tray. Uh, and it's going to be lower end and have like lower capacity graphics, which honestly I will probably get the cheaper one just because I don't use, I don't really buy physical games anymore. And none of my TVs are nice enough for me to tell the difference between 1080p and 4K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Um, a new game called Steralis, or not a new game. It's been on PC for a while. Uh, it's called Steralis. It's like a grand strategy like Civ Five that's hitting the Xbox soon. Um, so that'll be cool to play, I guess. But I, I don't know how it's going to work on the gamepad. Like playing Civ on the keyboard and mouse is fine. But like yeah. using a controller like Civ Rev days is probably going to suck. Mm-hmm. Um, Top-down games like that, I, I've always... I've never really played a whole lot of them, but they seem harder with a controller. Yeah, like you need to click and drag and like... Mm-hmm. like button combinations like i know all the codes for all the unit actions in civ 5 so i can just do it super quick and if i had to like hit a and then go over and then hit a again like I'd, right it would be super slow and that's why i haven't bought civ 6 on the switch is because a i don't want to play civ 6 on that tiny screen and b like just playing on the joy con sounds miserable next the big bit of news today that i sent you guys this morning very excitedly um detective pikachu trailer this movie looks insane and i'm like i love every second of it it spoiled a little bit at the end yeah i i want to say i wish i didn't watch this trailer because it reminded me on why i don't like trailers when i'm already gonna see movies um if you know you're gonna see the pokemon the detective pikachu movie skip ahead like 10 minutes and listen for a second and see if we're still talking about it Mm because when we talk about the trailer there are some things that you probably do not want to hear uh, that's your spoiler warning. There's nothing else. Right. So Mewtwo's in it. Yes, Mewtwo's and they, in it. They even talk about Pikachu goes, wow, I bet you weren't expecting that twist. And I go, thanks, Ryan you Reynolds. You dicks, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Why did you tell me that? But it makes me think that there's going to be another twist. I think so, too. Like, I don't know. There's a big twist in the game that I'm aware of that mm-hmm. I don't know how they'll do given that Pikachu is Ryan Reynolds. Don't tell me. Okay, I, won't I don't want to know. I won't tell you. I can cover my ears if you guys want to. Nah, it's fine. I'm good on that. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I, but... I really like this trailer and seeing like I watched it a few times and being able to see all the Pokemon in the background they look so just good. inhabiting this world like totally normal like there was a giant panda dude like walking around in the background there's a Snorlax so tiny that you wouldn't be able to see it there's Arcanines at yep. the police station that are like being trained as like police dogs they're like big and fluffy and then there are big like Golem dudes whose names I don't know who are like bodyguards yeah they're like the big station. robot type yeah it's, it's, it's a new gen, gen uh, 5 I think but yeah. they're very cool, um, mm-hmm. and they're massive, and they have this big cut on their chest, and it's glowing red, and it looks really cool. Yeah. Like, this, looking at the Pokemon in this movie looks so great. And then there's the scene where they're in the bar, and Pikachu asks for coffee, black as midnight, and the Lucido <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, Ludicolo's like, Ludicolo! And you're that. like, Jesus Christ, Ludicolo. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me and my roommate watching it, we died laughing. It's just some guy, scre- it's a guy just screaming his name, whereas, because, mm-hmm. like, in the in the... 
Pokemon anime, it's like either like a cutesy, you'd say like Lou, Lou, or something, like or that. like something roaring. But this is just like a guy kind of just screaming. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Yeah, this film looks like it's going to be visually like stunning. Yeah. Like the design of every Pokemon that I saw in there was like it's ridiculous to me. You were able to like get those designs to look that good. Um, Ryan Reynolds can do no wrong to me. Um, Same. When I first, like I said before, when I first heard about this movie, I was thinking, why? Why do we need this? I don't know how Ryan Reynolds will work as Pikachu. That just doesn't seem like the right fit. And I'm admitting right now that I was terribly, terribly god awful wrong. Yeah, yeah. So good. It just, it. I don't know. It went from seeming like a terrible idea to now it's like I can't see anybody else voicing this character now. It's Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, and I. That's all I can see yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think it would be funny. If Pikachu had a really gruff detective-y voice, yeah, like if Thomas Jane was doing his Punisher voice the whole time, and just oh my like, god, that would be unwatchable. I'm I think. a Pikachu kid, it, just yeah. like that. What a dichotomy! I want I someone know. to redub the movie after it comes out. Excuse me, with um, the black guy in Star Wars, John Boyega. No, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, the the first black guy in Star Wars. <laughs> Samuel Billy Jack- D. Williams. If somebody redubbed, I, I was like, are you talking about Lando? If somebody redubbed. Uh, Samuel Jackson as Pikachu, I would like that a lot. That'd be amazing. Like, just the, um, like, sentence from any movie he's been in, actually, would be hilarious. That'd be good Seeing stuff. that voice come out of that body. But, yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds is a good pick. Mm-hmm. And I like that there's, like, different textures for, like, different Pokemon. Like, Snorlax mm-hmm. is fluffy. I never mm-hmm. really thought about it, but it makes sense. Yeah, he's just a big teddy bear. He's just kind of chilling there. Machamp is, like, doing traffic, which mm-hmm. makes total sense. Because I love that... It's like they're in the world, but they're also doing jobs. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. now, if this, okay, there's a Pokemon here. It's got four arms. What would we give it a job to do if it was living in a world? It's got all the traffic, traffic signs. Traffic mm-hmm. That's and so great. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm all in. I'm super excited. I love that one guy had to go in and be like, okay, which job would Arcanine have? Like, okay, police dog, yeah. that makes sense. And then he's like, what would Snorlax do? And like, Snorlax has to be good at something that I think they're going to show us. And we're going to be like, oh, I bet, like, I think there's going to be a lot of that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, I had no idea that. That grass water type would be a bartender. Like that. Okay, fine. I love it. So I yeah, could I could see so that exciting. thing being a, bar- a barista because it kind of looks. I don't know. It just looks like a barista. Yeah. So I could it, it. it looks. It looks like a grizzled like bar a owner almost. <laughs> looks like kind of like a hippie too. I don't know. Like an old it's very up to interpretation. Yeah. But like the big dudes, for example, being bodyguards and Arcanine being police dogs is such a great fitting to incorporate. The fictional Pokemon world into something that we can recognize and relate to because we kind of like affiliate. I think they're gonna play along with us affiliating stere- like stereotypes to those jobs. So like maybe there'll be an Arcanine that like saves the day or something like that. Mm, play Lassie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On TV, like they're playing Lassie, but it's like a Growlithe or an Arcanine. Like or there's Timmy the, fell down the well. There's the part in the trailer even where Pikachu's like, "Get me out of this cage because it's about to get lit up by." Oh right, because he's in like a. He's in a battle. Yeah, he's in, a battle. he's in an octagon with a Charizard. And maybe another Pokemon will be like, Charizard, yeah. get off of him. Like, I don't know. It's like so, maybe some Pokemon will save the day. There was a Blastoise in there. It looked good. It that, was like the Blastoise looked really awesome. good. And the, like, the animation and the pro- projectiles and textures looked really nice. Yeah. Everybody's super jazzed about, like, Endgame and Star Wars. This is going to pull, like, so much money. Oh, yeah. This, so is, much. this is going, I don't want to say it's going to be a surprise hit, because I think people are seeing it coming at this point, but this mm-hmm. was sure going to be up there with one of the biggest hits of the summer mm-hmm. by far. I think they also kind of underestimated how how people would take it. Right. Like, I think between the start, like, are there any big actors in here other than Ryan Gosling? 
Uh, like this is not a star-studded lineup. I don't think so. Not really, because I don't recognize the the lead. Yeah, like I've seen him in a few things, but I couldn't tell you his name, and I honestly couldn't name where I've seen it from. His name's Justin Smith. He was in Jurassic World. That's where the one that everybody but me hated. Yeah. Um, I want to say, like Ken Watanabe's in it as like an old like grizzled guy who's who like knew his dad. I feel like he's in everything somehow. Yeah. And then they're building to this guy who's supposedly still alive that might be a big name actor. But my point is, I don't think the people behind this film realized that so many people would like it. I think Mm -hmm. they hoped, but I don't think they expected it. And I think, right. I wonder what the. It'd be interesting to see the budget of this movie compared to how much it makes when it comes out. Yeah. Because it's definitely going to recoup its money, but I'm interested into seeing how much money they put towards it and how much they believed in it. Right. Because I'm not I'm not sure, like, what the opinion was. Like, this was a, honestly a gamble. Like, are people going to come back who grew up with Pokemon? What can we do to get them back? And how do we keep new audiences in it? Right. And we mentioned last week, this is the biggest property. This is the biggest IP on Earth. On Earth, It's bigger yeah. than Mickey Mouse. It's bigger than the bigger Avengers. Bigger than Marvel. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's huge. And I'm excited so, to see it in the I'm forefront now. I'm super excited. Yeah, it, it'll recoup his money just on overseas numbers alone. This is Warner Brothers, right? I believe I so, yes. So. I believe so, yeah. Good, but they'll have a property that actually is good on their hands. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to have something. Yeah. But, just, yeah, just on overseas numbers alone, it's going to make its money back. I imagine sure. the budget is... This is going to kill like, in Japan and China. Yeah, I, I imagine the budget's at least a decent size just based on yeah. the amount of CGI you have to put into yeah, creating all those yeah, Pokemon. For sure. So, but I don't think it, I don't, I mean, domestically it'll be, that's where I'm curious to see how it performs domestically to see how many people here actually are interested in seeing a property like this. But just on overseas numbers alone, this one will be just fine. Yeah. All right. Anything else about Pokemon? Uh, There's a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, and people are hoping that details will be put out about the newest Pokemon game. So if they are, we'll talk about that next week. I don't really want to see them because I know I'm going to buy it and I don't want to see too much, but I will have the minimum details at least. Will that be on the Switch? Yeah, it'll definitely be on the Switch. It's the only console that uh, Nintendo is... There are a few games kind of falling down under the 3DS, but it's mostly an extinct console at this point. Nintendo has set all of its focus for first-party titles on the Switch now. Okay, sweet. It's time for my bit. Welcome to a new, brand-new segment. Hello there. Kenobi Watch with oh, Steve. Kenobi Watch with Steve. <laughs> we, as we all know, I am the biggest shill on earth for anything involving a movie or a show involving Obi Wan between three and four, because Ewan McGregor is still up for it, and you could make it like Logan slash like a samurai movie of of old. We've had these conversations. We've had these conversations before. many times, and now there's rumors that it's going to be put on Disney Plus as like a mini series or a TV series, even if it's like ten episodes, even less, like eight. Perfect. I'm all in. So what you're saying is they have one for sure subscriber. Yes. Okay. Well, they had me. Disney, you got one. You got me. And I brought this up to my friends, and I was like, guys, I'm so excited. And they were like, yeah, but they're also tossing around Young Princess Leia and Darth Bane and this and this and this and this. Oh, no. And I was like, I don't care. They've announced this many for Marvel, and we were excited for that. So they could announce these things all day, and, like, they get, like, fan feedback yeah, they don't even have Go to do anything. Yeah. They can just say, uh, you great. Like, they could, like, in a press release, have some coded language to reference Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. and people would be like, oh, conf- Obi-Wan confirmed, Disney, whatever. Do, do we know how much that's going to cost anyway? Cause they um, well. I feel like I ask this every oh, week. Oh, like the, and every the week I can't get, Yeah. I have no every idea. Every week they haven't put out an answer yet. No idea. It's I would say like, around, like, 20 bucks. 20 maybe. bucks is so much money. I, I won't pay. Well, I won't buy it. Like what's Netflix ten? Netflix is like ten or eleven. What's eight? What's what's something like HBO? 
What is HBO, that I think, is 20 bucks a month. I would say between Netflix and HBO. Okay. It just seems a lot to just have. For people who are already subscribed to stuff like Hulu and Netflix, it's going to be a lot to try to add that into there just to watch a, a you know episode miniseries or whatever property Disney has that streaming service people want to watch. I don't know. I mean, Disney is going to figure out a way to make its money, and Disney Plus streaming service is going to do well. Yeah. I'm not trying to dispute that. I'm just trying to figure out how people are going to manage having because there's like it's not just Disney. There's a lot of other, you know, studios and other corporations putting out streaming services to where how are we going to figure out how people are going to manage and balance having right. this many streaming services going on all at once. Mm-hmm. I'm streaming service fatigued. There was yes, like we're, we definitely. were in a golden era, right? Like right. So there's HBO, there's Netflix, there's Hulu. Are there any other one like Amazon Prime? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those have a lot of um, overlap. Yep. Yep. So there, there's shows like the biggest shows you can watch are on all of them or more than one of them. But we're gonna see this more and more, and that's this splintering because right now Apple's considering jumping into the Apple is jumping into the streaming service. Disney's jumping in. Verizon's jumping in. AT and T has putting out AT and T is putting out AT and T originals. So there's more and more people jumping into these this market and my fear is that it's going to splinter the content we get even more right Mm -hmm. so one person's going to come along and they're going to be able to outbid netflix on all of this genre and that's going to be the one you go to for that or someone's going to out someone's going to outbid hbo for the next game of thrones whatever it is and then you're going to have to go to this new big thing to watch your new favorite show and that worries me because it's going to be people have less money to give to netflix and if people have less money to give to Netflix, then Netflix doesn't have enough money to make these originals that we really fall in love with. HBO doesn't have the money to give billions of dollars to Game of Thrones or, or make True Detective or hire these excellent writers and, and attract these new great artists. So my worry is that Disney's the first of many to build on mm-hmm. this problem. Sure. No, yeah, it's, it's for sure a slippery slope at this point as far as how many streaming services we're going to get. And like Jeremy said, the ability for streaming services that have already been established like Netflix or HBO to continue to create these massive projects they've been working on up until this point. It's it's really going to affect the market and the way shows are released. I I feel like the quality of shows we get is going to diminish a little bit just because there's going to be so much out there. Absolutely. The resources are going to be scattered amongst all those different services. On the other hand, Disney could put out a streaming service. It could fail, and other people could go, oh, we just let's not bother right. it's not working if disney can't do it we can that's kind of what i hope i'm kind of rooting for this disney service to fail and maybe like you're fighting it up i don't want a that. monopoly but i do want a big enough or a small enough field of serious contenders who can right. keep what we have right now because i yeah. don't think it can get any better than and i mean if that scenario happens and we get verizon and at&t stuff they they themselves have an uphill battle, so that'll just be the market sorting themselves out. Like, oh, pff, nobody wants Verizon's yeah. original series is with, or like AT and T would probably but, get that girl like, who's been in the AT and T commercials. That's like, what oh, people used to say about things like like why would I buy Netflix? I can get all my movies at like Blockbuster, HBO, or I rent them on HBO. But Netflix found a way to get people, and I think there's a lot of money behind getting people onto their new services. Mm-hmm. I, I I have no prediction for certain but i don't know just that's what that, those are my thoughts on it and i've, I've thought about that a lot because i rented something off uh amazon yesterday and i was like damn it i gotta pay real money for this and it doesn't cover my prime mm-hmm. so like the way streaming services work i've been thinking about for all day interesting so th- into the mind of jeremy 
All right. Uh, what else? What else we got? Anything else on the on the streaming services no, I don't or think Star so. Wars or? I don't know. Do you want to talk about you and McGregor some more? Because you kind of seem like do you want I. to talk about you and McGregor I'm, some more. But I'm for the super, sake of our listeners, I'm super jazzed for Let's it. transition but. into our other topic, yes. which is superhero movie fatigue. Yes. And I definitely did not feel superhero fatigue because I kind of ignored it as a genre for a while, and it was only once I started coming on this podcast that I really went back and started watching them. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I think I'm one of the few people who kind of spared himself of it until I got to filter out what was good and not watch any of the bad. So I think I kind of got a really good introduction into the genre. Um, but I guess, like, are you guys tired of superhero movies? Because you watch not a lot more of them really. than I do. I mean, for, I would say I'm tired of certain kinds of superhero movies, but I wouldn't say I'm tired of superhero yeah. movies. It's getting sort of like the basic... Like, I'd say, like, sort of like the basic template of what a superhero movie is that we kind of used to get with the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies or, you know, those older superhero films to where it was just sort of, here's your favorite hero on screen. We'll throw together a, a halfway put together decent story. There'll be a love interest, a villain. It'll be, a, you know, a tied together solo story and then you finish and then maybe we make a sequel. Now, there's so much going on with interconnected universes and different characters showing up in different things and now connected TV shows to where there's there's so much different stuff going on and so much different stuff for you to look at. It's kind of hard, and they're all different is the thing, so mm-hmm. it's not like you're watching the same thing over and over again. Right. So for me, it's kind of hard to get tired or fatigued of that. Like, it'd be one thing if it was, like, you know, plot point for plot point, basically the same movies coming out all the time. When in reality, like, Captain America Winter Soldier is pretty much its own, is a, Spy thriller. Yep. And then you have other Marvel films like Logan. It's basically like a Western. Like, they're, they're different. Yes, they're all superhero movies, but they feel and look different. So it's not like it feels like mm-hmm. I'm watching the same thing over and over again. They're like, um, like if you can take any genre and do a superhero movie about it. Pretty and much. we didn't know that until we started doing it. Yeah. And now that we've done it, those those are interesting in their own way. Yeah. I will say um, there has been a lot of criticism of, like, the Marvel method where mm-hmm. you get a movie that doesn't lean into the different genres as heavily as others. So, mm-hmm. like, I like Ant-Man and the Wasp, but everybody, a lot of people are just like, ah, I gave that one a pass. It was just really samey, and it's the hero, and there's a villain, and kind of those those beat-for-beat things. Think- and when those happen, that's when, like, the conversations come up again. And then, like, you see stuff for X-Men uh, Dark Phoenix and, like... Um, I forgot where I was going with that. I think people said that a lot about Ant-Man and the Wasp because the original Ant-Man was kind of the definition of the Marvel method. Yes. Like, that, more than any other Marvel movie, I think, hit the beats that we were used to so on key you could could already project what was going to happen before Mm -hmm. we've seen it. Since then, there's been movies that stray from it, and I think a lot of the movies coming out right now have learned their lesson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like... There's no way I could have ever predicted Avengers. Like I don't, I don't. People had crazy theories, but I don't think the majority of people knew beat for beat how Avengers was gonna go. They don't know how Endgame's gonna be. Nobody has any idea what Endgame's gonna be like. So I think they've kind of shed that skin because they started to feel that way. And for a while, we got a lot of Marvel movies every year, mm-hmm. and they were kind of all over the place. I mean, we're this still year. getting a lot of superhero movies every year, and I yeah. think that's where this year we're getting five or six i mean yeah least. like the the entire list i mean like the amount we're getting this year alone is kind of ridiculous we've already gotten glass if you want to count that yep. um you got captain marvel shazam endgame 
Dark Phoenix, New Mutants, Spider-Man Far From Home, Hellboy, um, Joker. Joker. Like, that's a lot for in, in one year, kind of from the same, I don't want to say the same genre, but it's a lot for superhero movies that many to come out in one year. But considering how different all those films are going to be, like New Mutants is a horror film. Mm-hmm. Joker is going to be his own self-contained story about a guy going crazy, essentially. He just happens to be the Joker. So I think in Glasses... Well, what glass was? Yeah, yeah. glass is what glass, glass was. Is glass, and and also bright burners if you want to count oh, that as yeah. well. So there's they're all very different in their own way. Yes, they all have in common the fact that they're all superhero films. They all feature people with supernatural abilities, but they're all very different in terms of how they're going to feel. Like bright burn, I highly doubt it's going to have the same plot points and beats and tone as Captain Marvel. They're going to be two very different films. Mm-hmm. So just because they're both superhero films, I don't think is going to create this fatigue around the entire genre as a whole if the films themselves feel completely different. That's true. Did you guys hear about the uh, next saga in the troll war between Rotten Tomatoes and I did. No, I I have no idea. So Rotten Tomatoes put in a a policy where they're not allowing reviews before a movie comes out because Captain Marvel was getting like shit on by YouTube trolls who are mad that she's a woman. Why would you allow reviews before a movie comes out? I have no idea. Like like it makes sense but like the crybabies on the internet are like, oh, the Disney shills are keeping us from talking about their, their garbage product, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I'm just kind of detached from the whole thing. Cause I was always surprised that Rotten Tomatoes had already allowed that because I assumed the way Rotten Tomatoes works was that critics were allowed to go on and review before the film came out. Which right? makes sense. But I had no idea that audience members were allowed to do the same. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that was kind of disturbing. Just like there's the audience score that's like one yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. And, like, Captain Marvel's at, like, 40% because of... Mm-hmm. Those factions of the internet, brigading, yeah, basically. Wow. So, yeah, no, it's it's and that's messed up. That's kind of a different situation because people are t- attacking a film not because of you know story detail or because it's a superhero film. They're just mad because I don't even know because I guess we're getting a female superhero. God forbid. But yeah, yeah that's, that's a little bit of a different situation in terms of the superhero fatigue conversation, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see Captain Marvel suffering at all because of that. No. I, I, I'll be very surprised if Captain Marvel suffered at all because of that. Marvel's sort of solidified itself as the king in the superhero genre as of right now, and I highly doubt that a few internet trolls are that are bringing the score down to which said forty percent. It's like forty percent want to see. Or okay, whatever. yeah, no, I I don't think people are going to put a whole lot of stock into that. Yeah, I don't know who like reads. Who like who goes to Rotten Tomatoes like man? I won't see this movie unless eighty percent of other people are. Interested. That's what I was gonna say. I don't, like I don't know what that. Does. I don't know why you would use that as a gauge because it's not even like it's like an aggregate. Yeah. yeah. So it it's not even accurate. Yeah, I, I think most people sort of. I mean, there are people who gotta go and like will check the critic score real quick around Tomatoes and see if you know if for, for a film they're on the fence about. But for something like Captain Marvel, I think you're going to see it. You're you're gonna see it. Like, yeah. I don't think the critic score is gonna affect it unless it's like. Two percent or something ridiculous like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is not going to be the case here. No, I think all like the the pre screenings and stuff. They're like, yeah, it's good. So it's a little different, but Brie Larson's really good. Ben Mendelsohn's good in it. Mm-hmm. The cat's fun. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, I mean, it's it's still an origin story, so that's kind of like I don't know. It's a it can be the origin story formula. Yeah. But first five it's minutes. Gonna be, move on. Yeah, it's going to be. Hope, I'm hoping the different take, and we've never really seen like this level of like powerful character in the MCU yeah. so the way the trailers make it seem is that 
she's going to start the film with her powers already, and they're kind of going to do, like, flashbacks to mm-hmm. kind of show you leading up. At least that's the kind of vibe I've gotten that's from the trailer. Cool. I could be wrong, yeah. obviously, because I haven't seen the film. But That'd be cool. that's sort of how I envisioned the film playing out is she's going to start the film, and she's already Captain Marvel, and then slowly but surely we'll get flashbacks here and there to kind of show you how she got to that point. Right. So I hope so hard that's how it works. Yeah, I think from now on, I think that's probably, obviously it'll depend and vary on character for character, but I think that's probably the best way to start doing origin stories now just because we've gotten so many of them. You kind of have to figure out new ways to sort of switch up how you're going to introduce new characters. Right. Like, I can't really think of the last time that we got, like, a true, true, like, origin story. I mean, I guess Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange and Ant-Man are probably the last ones. Doctor Strange and Ant-Man are probably the last two just true origin stories to where, like, the character started out, you know, just as as a guy. Just as a guy and then transitioned into being, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like how Peter Parker was already Spider-Man. Exactly. Uncle Ben was already dead. Yeah, yeah. So like we're we sort of starting to transition out of the whole origin story thing. Even Aquaman, he was already Aquaman mm-hmm. at the start of that film. So it's, we're starting to transition out of the whole traditional origin story phase into something a little bit more different, which I do like. You can always, like, like kind of like Aquaman did, you can always go back and show how that character got to that point. You don't necessarily have to give us the first 10 to 15, 20 minutes of the film dedicated yeah. to him just being a guy mm-hmm. or her just being a girl and then discovering their powers after that because no one really wants to sit through that part of a superhero film. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, Superman comic I remember somebody pointing out where the whole origin story, like the whole story of how Superman got to Earth was told on the first spread with two images. And that was heralded as like the ultimate origin story because everybody already knows what happened to Superman Mm -hmm. we don't know what happened to Captain Marvel and we need to learn that but they need to do it in a way that isn't okay the first 20 minutes are going to be her crashing her jet and then uh, like something in her mind awakens and she realizes she has powers yeah I don't want to watch that especially because Captain Marvel as like a comic book character has been so weird with like the publication history like Mm -hmm. he used to be a guy and then like there, I read about it in my Marvel class, but it like her character has been like has gone through a lot of weird changes, and like they need to just make it simple mm-hmm. in the movies. Like here she is, this happened. We'll, we'll mix up the origin story formula, yeah. like you said, but they need to like clearly define like what they're what she's gonna be going forward because. Yeah, yeah that, that character has gone through a lot of different variations, different name changes, other mm-hmm. things of that nature. And so they do need to find a, a simple, solidified backstory for her that they can just put in here for people mm-hmm. to digest easily and they can move on. Because, yeah, like you said, her backstory does kind of get a little convoluted and yeah. complicated when you go through the publication history. Plus, she's not super popular in the comics. Like, in Civil War II, yeah. like, they put her against Iron Man and basically made her, like, a fascist. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey... Oh. Captain Marvel, it's a, it's a Civil War book. It's supposed to be a little bit ambiguous. Are you who? What side are you on? And it was like, no, we're not siding with Captain Marvel. She's the worst in this. Mm-hmm. So they need to kind of rectify that yeah. in the movies. If this is going to be our Superman in the MCU, we need to make her like at least a little bit like. That's always how she was pitched to me was like MCU Superman, like mm-hmm. the level of Superman. So, I mean, I don't, I honestly will not see this movie in the theaters just because I don't care enough. Um, I'll probably rent it maybe if. Or maybe if it comes to Disney's streaming service, mm. I'll sign up for a month free <laughs> trial and go back and watch this movie. I don't know. Right. I think a lot of the hype for this, because kind of like what Jeremy said, I'm sure there are a lot of people out of here who probably wouldn't go see this movie if it weren't in some way tied to Endgame. 
I think that is going to be what attracts a lot of people. Um, also, because Captain Marvel is, I think, a cool character, and I think that alone, and because it's Marvel, will attract a lot of people. Yeah. But I think the in-game connection and the fact that we're just coming off of the ridiculous events of Infinity War, I think, are going to push the numbers for this up probably a lot higher than it would have been otherwise. Right. They should have made her queer to piss off the people in those comments even, even more. Even more. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> that extra level. That that they still could. That that female pilot that she kind of hangs out with. That I could be hope. a thing. She's queer in this movie. I want it so. There's there's no other um, LGBT icon in the Marvel universe. Not in Marvel, nope. Yeah, so it would uh, be cool. It would be ballsy for Disney to do, and it'd be cool. Like, I think this is the character to do it. Yeah. Like, you sure. already pissed the people off by making the woman a main character. Just They're not going to come anyway. Just do it. Yeah. It'd be funny. Okay. Plus, even, like, when she has that helmet on with the mohawk, that's that's not a, a, a traditionally feminine hairstyle. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched a video on uh, queer coding today, and I, I looking at the trailer, I can't notice any clear queer coding. Queer coding is when you, like, make a character behave in a certain way to kind of nudge at them being gay, although not, like, not explicitly saying they're gay. So hopefully they don't do that. Hopefully, like, I don't know, maybe there's a line where she kisses, or maybe there's a scene where she kisses a girl. But I hope... That she's queer just to piss off those people in the comments. Be pretty funny. You guys want to do read, watch, playing now? Sure. I I'll go first. The season three of True Detective ended this past Sunday. Uh, Maharshala Ali said it, it was who's the main actor said it was the single greatest episode of television he had ever read as a script, mm-hmm. and it is a very good episode of television. And I think the way that they wrapped it up is really good. Like, I'm happy with the ending. A lot of people on Reddit were pretty happy with the ending. I think it ended in a really good place. You don't need to see the previous seasons to understand this. I recommend that you just watch season three and then watch season one. Season three is so good, and the acting is some of the best acting I've ever seen. Um, as I've said before, it's told in it's told non-linearly, both in specific ep- episodes and throughout the season. There's basically three main timelines and you progress through these timelines not knowing how the other ones end or where the other ones go, and they make references to each other, and they kind of tie into each other, and then the final episode tied it up with a little bow, and I'm, I almost all of my questions were answered, and almost all of my questions were answered sufficiently. So I highly recommend watching True Detective Season 3. Cool. Um, I rewatched Infinity War probably the 150th <laughs> time. Um, like... It's gotten to the point where I can recite like the entire opening scene, and it's it's bad. It's not good at all. Like the fact that I can do that, I'm worried about myself. <laughs> but yeah, no that that movie is like, I still kind of think about it. Like ten years ago, if you had told me something like that was going to exist, I'd be like, ha, you're funny. Like it's just weird to me that we finally got a film of that magnitude that's actually been executed that well. And like a lot of the issues that people talk about, as far as like. You know what I'm saying? When you have a lot of characters in a film, because I think a lot of uh, superhero films that have come out before that, whether it be the Spider-Man films that had too many villains or other films where people go, oh, that's way too many characters. This is, like, right. the epitome of too many characters. Yeah, or it's like, this person didn't get enough screen time. Yeah, Infinity like, War doesn't really have that. Yeah, exactly. like, it's, like, all the complaints and issues that this film should have had and it that would have been understandable if it had had, it didn't. So that's just, to me, wild. And I think credit to the Russo brothers, they were able to pull that off. And it only makes me more excited to see what they do with Endgame now. Yeah, same. Let's see. Um, I've been still plugging through Game of Thrones again on the Clump, rewatch. Where are you at? Um, I just got to the first episode of season four. Okay. So this is the Mountain and the Viper season. This is the Battle at the Wall season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It is a good season. Yeah, it, it is a good season. Um, Daenerys takes Marine, I think, in this season. I don't like Daenerys Targaryen scenes. Not really. In Game of Thrones. No. I'm glad somebody agrees with me. Everybody's like, she's the best, dude. She has dragons. She gets better, like, when she gets back to Westeros. Yes, definitely. And I was like, oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm so stuff now. I was so bored of her just walking around in the desert. Yeah. It's like, good. We're we're nuking Lannister convoys now with a dragon. This is good stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited for the new season. Um, When I rewatched this, it rekindled my. Because there's always been talk of, like, Let's play in this universe. Let's make other stuff set in like Song of Ice and Fire. And I really want a um, movie or something of Robert's Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that like would be very cool. yeah, yeah. with like all the characters young. Um, I think Henry Cavill with a beard would be like amazing as Robert Baratheon. Yeah, like a I young Robert because he's like I was so strong mm-hmm. when I was a youth. I think sweet. we could play Sean Bean. Well, they had that guy. From the flashback. I don't like that guy. That's true. He kind of looks like Neil Patrick Harris with a wig. He does look like Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris with a wig. Um, oh, I uh, I watched Akira last night again. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen Akira? No, it's on my no. list, though. Okay, Akira's a weir- Akira is like Dune, but it's like Akira is technically and objectively good and beautiful. Dune is none of those things, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But it's really weird. Okay. Um, I, I think Akira is like... The best part of it for me is visually, and you need to watch it knowing that you have no idea what's going on, and that's okay, and that some of your questions will be answered, and other ones you're going to need to go binge uh, video essays online for. Accept that, and accept that you're not going to know what's going on, and you're probably not supposed to. Okay. I've also been watching The Hollywood Reporter uploads these uh, roundtables where they get groups of actors or groups of writers around and just talk for like an hour. That's cool. And there was one episode with Timothy Calamay. Um, Maharshala Ali, uh, Robert E. Grant, and um, somebody else. But I liked the hour. It's basically a podcast. I liked it so much, I made a lo-fi tape sampling their voices and uh, the lines they say, and they say a lot of really profound things and a lot of things that I really related to creatively and that make me want to create more. So I highly recommend just type in Hollywood Reporter Roundtable. There's a bunch of really good ones. And you learn a lot about acting and writing and filming. That's cool. Um, did you guys watch the Oscars? No, I never watched. I didn't, I didn't watch it fully. No, I I'm like just glad Spider Verse got Best Animated Picture. I was glad it did as well. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, was there really any other choice there? Like, I I would say Wes An- that Wes Anderson movie would have been competition. The Isle of Dogs did that come out? It did in 2018. I didn't watch it. But I haven't it seen it either. I really like Wes Anderson. But, uh, right. It was either that. It was. They in that put, animated category kind of seemed like yeah. it, Into the Spider-Verse just kind of was like just sitting there with the crown. They just were waiting for people <laughs> to announce it. Like I it's saw, kinda, it, it won as soon as it was released to me. There was a meme of, you know, in Spider-Verse when they're in the facility and Peter's like looking at the bagels and he's like, mm, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's that with like the Oscar. And he's like, <laughs> that? And they're like, Spider-Man? It's like, I get that a lot. And then he goes with the Oscar. <laughs> I saw a Reddit thing and there was a like a detention slip or a receipt and it said, December, <laughs> and I don't know what that means in context of the film, but I just know that one writer or animator thought it would be hilarious to put December second on Amazing. something, and I find that so cute and and so it's such, a, it's such a good movie. I I'll watch it when it's on the Disney f- streaming service. When it, it might not because it's trial. Sony. Oh, you're right. It won't be. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'll watch it when it goes to Netflix. Yeah, or something I'm getting like it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, I also watched because I'm in that class where all we do is talk about and watch Marvel movies. Humble brag, it's really fun. Um, I watched the Thomas Jane Punisher movie last night. Mm. 
It's good. Never seen it. It's got like weirdly lighthearted moments kind of sprinkled through it. Hmm. But then immediately afterward, it's like a full on fight scene with like Thomas Jane being thrown through a wall. And he's actually really good as the Punisher. I liked him. I liked his performance. And I also think he would have been a good Wolverine. I go back and forth with how I feel about that Thomas Shane Punisher movie. Like, on like John Travolta is the villain, so yeah, it's, it's a little like, silly. I'm out. Uh, on one hand, I'm like, <laughs> I'm it, there's, there's enjoyable moments, but it's also just kind of like, wow, no. Like, there's just certain scenes in there. I'm just like, this is this is like, kind of like how I was talking about before, like the how super or superhero films and quality have like gotten better as yeah. they've gone mm-hmm. on. This is when I go back and look at, like, wow, we came a long way. <laughs> we came a long way. <laughs> like, came a, if we were getting stuff like this before, we have come a very, very <laughs> long way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah, it. I haven't good. been playing anything new. I did, I, I did download Jedi Academy because it was free. I also downloaded that, and I played it for, like, 45 seconds, I think. I made my character, <laughs> and then I turned it off. I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> it's pretty fun. I got I got stuck. I don't did know you play it as a kid? No. Okay, I played I the one after that. I didn't play any... Like, I think Force Unleashed on the PSP was the only Star Wars game I played other than Battlefront. So I don't have any nostalgia for it. And I, like, the movement nauseated me, so I stopped playing. I think it's got some of the better lightsaber combat we've ever had. Yeah, I saw a GIF on Reddit of somebody doing it. And it, yeah, that's about all it's got for me. <laughs> yeah. It could use it. It's it's rough. Graphics. It needs another it, coat of paint. It's, it's, it's Xbox. A few more like coats original of paint. Yeah, it Xbox. is not even 360. Yeah, I was it's, astonished. It's, rough. it's yeah. rough Not good to look at, but it's free, so you might as well yeah. download and try it. Yep. So I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I have. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You can find us basically everywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And we have a website, cm-life.com. Mm-hmm. Jeremy has a podcast that he I does. I do. It's called In Together. I think the most recent episode is one of our favorites. It's. I was editing it today, and it's probably the most articulate I've ever heard myself on a podcast because sometimes I listen to myself back and I go Ugh. like yeah, I don't sound good me all the time but I, I when I listen when I listen to it I did not cringe at myself so that's a good sign Brent gave me the thumbs up thank you I didn't cringe at anything you said either uh, <laughs> I've never listened to any of my own podcast before Brent so I don't know if you normally sound cringy but you sound great in real life he's nodding in <laughs> approval <laughs> He also wrote on a piece of paper, Jeremy, you're my hero, and no other podcaster is as good as you. That's it, folks. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's a true story. Don't edit that out. I don't we're leaving, guys, leaving we're it, leave it at that. Yeah. Makes up for good content. <laughs> we're wrapping it up. All right. Until next time, geek fans, same bad time, same bad channel. We're out.